You are listening to Launchpad, the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Stand by for action. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Dogsthorpe Infant Schools podcast for parents, teachers and schools. I've got Eddie with me and we're just about to take off on another launch pads. Now we've featured many great children's books on Eddie's launch pads and today we've got another one for you and it's a great read. Whilst many of the stories that we feature are for infants, today's book would certainly suit a key stage two child, seven or eight year old, could get into this, or even a key stage three teenager, which is apt really. Its hero is none other than a 16 year old teenager. And the story, even best of all, and that's the reason why I've got him on the show, is that it features one of my greatest real life heroes, Isambard Kingdom Brunel. The story is called Isambard and the Cato Street Conspiracy, and to tell us all about it is its author, Robert Giddy. Welcome to the show, Robert. Pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Before we talk about the book, can I begin by saying thank you for sending me and Eddie a signed copy of your book? We are thoroughly enjoying it. I'm about halfway through at the time of recording, thoroughly enjoying it, and I'm sure that a lot of the children are going to enjoy it too. Now, without giving too much of the plot away, can you give us a flavour of the story? Yes, for sure, yeah. I mean, like you said, it not only features Isambard Keener Brunel as a 16-year-old, it, it sort of it stars him. Isambard is at the centre of this. Uh, so it's kind of the the young Isambard series in, in the same way that we've got the young Bond and the young Sherlock Holmes sort of um, series as well. We know, of course, of Isambard's professional life as a, as the as one of the best engineers of the Victorian age, uh, but we don't know so much about his young life. And uh, in, in thinking about him and that era, which obviously I find fascinating. Um, I thought there'd be a pretty good story in there if perhaps one day he was to uh, to chance upon a magic shop and his his life is saved by a mysterious stranger, which really sets the um, sets the events in train. So suffice to say, there's a good dose of magic um, as well as plenty of science, and it's all steeped in his, the his history of the time. So we've got characters like Napoleon and Wellington. Um, who are not only making an appearance, but an integral part of the, the storyline as well. And of course, the, the title is Cato Street Conspiracy. Um, this is another real event in, in history, which is a sort of a fascinating sort of oft, look, look, an overlooked sort of conspiracy in the vein of the uh, gunpowder plot, um, which is an interesting story in itself. Uh, so I've tried to sort of couch it as much as possible in history. Uh, plenty of real historical references. There's plenty of science in there uh, in as much as there's hydrogen balloons flying around. There's internal combustion engines. Um, so there's plenty of cross-curricular interest in the book. Um, but it's also um, a ripping yarn. I, I think you and others have said how much they've enjoyed it uh, as a story. So um, I, I guess perhaps it's not for everyone because it's it's sort of, uh, you know, a bit niche perhaps about a bit of engineering bit of magic um but i think for those you know for whom it strikes home it's a real good read 
and and the the important thing about it is it ties in quite nicely with steam that you know the the science technology engineering arts and, and maths for all of you parents yeah. who don't know what steam is that's what it yeah. is it's big in schools now and we try and get our children even in at dog soap infants we try to get them into lego and building robots and that sort of thing and that's why this book is fantastic for that because um as as the story unfolds and it is a that conspiracy is a is a is 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 topical as well because it all involves the prime minister i'm not going to give too much away but all of that that whole issue and the fact that it's tied in with science and mathematics and engineering makes this book a really darn good read but also it'll it'll teach your children something about um about the things that that happened uh, long ago yeah it's it's a fantasy book isn't it robert yeah well it's a novel so yeah, lots of sort of you know um invented things are happening but yeah it, there's a degree of fantasy in it. i i love the term magical realism which is where magic is happening in a kind of re- realistic setting it's it's not quite that um because it is it is an out and out sort of magic uh novel but yeah it's it's basically a, a an action adventure uh that, that kids will love but um yeah just about that in terms of making the engineering um you know the steam steam agenda i think it's really close to my heart because i'm a trained engineer i did engineering at university and installed production lines for six years um so that's one half of my passion and the other half is creative drawing painting and, and writing so um i like to think that, that this book is an attempt to bring together you know not only the the sort of the nerdy side of, of engineering but also the creative side as well well the, the great thing about you know that your work and the work of the hero Isambard Kingdom Brunel is that you can't you can't get a better engineer than Isambard Kingdom Brunel. I mean, what a fascinating guy! Um, my wife always gets fed up with me going on about it, and if I see a, a a structure or anything, you know, I've got to get out and have a go. I've got to find the Maidenhead Bridge and do the echo. I've got to yeah. take the the Paddington line and you know and see all that that wonderful structures he built, the Box Hill Tunnel and all of that. I mean, what an amazing guy! Yeah, well, they a, a funny thing came on the on one of the papers recently saying that they'd done a survey of the most kind of Instagrammable bridges. Now it's a bit that again is a bit nichey, but um, of the two British sort of entries that across Europe, not only did he build good structures, he he built iconic structures as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm always amazed when our children have a Lego club. And uh, I sometimes build with them the the Maidenhead Railway Bridge and get them to try and build it with the span that it's got. In fact, it was built out literally out of bricks and he wasn't allowed to put in a central pillar in in the pillars, where the pillars should go. All the maths that was involved and all the engineering. What an incredible guy. And, of course, as you mentioned in your book, you know, his dad was famous too, wasn't he? His dad was an incredible pioneer as well. I mean, um, I guess he was a in an age where the thing, the technology wasn't quite there. He wasn't a good businessman. So some of no. his ventures kind of, kind of failed, but I think, I think, yeah, he was of, of similar kind of stature, just didn't quite hit the spotlight in the same way. Mm, mm. And, and perhaps those of you who are listening to this, who support Liverpool football club, you probably realize that you, you, if you've been to the stadium, you've walked past uh, a mast of a ship that was built by Isambard Kingdom Brunel and not even realise that that flagpost and this historical significance of it. So uh, what an amazing guy. And you, mm. you've, you've provided uh, with this story uh, so many wonderful moments. Uh, as, I was go- as I'm going through it, I'm looking at it thinking, you know, this will make a darn good 
children's film because mm. it'll probably take a lot of CGI, but I can, I, it's a wonderful plot line and I can see it going on. And um, there's a suggestion about halfway through the book that, um, which you'll know which part it is, where it's suggesting that there are other books in the series. Is that, is that your plan? Yeah, the plan is to to write five. Um, number two is already out there. It's available, um, you know, in in all good bookstores. Um, and number three is on the drawing board at the moment. So I've sort of half drafted number three. I'm trying to get one out every summer, um, which is proving uh, a struggle. I just because I'm currently editing and mastering the audio book of number of book one. Um, which a friend of mine who's a who's a uh, an actor has taken on to to do the reading, done a great job of that, and I've got the the raw tapes on my on my computer. So um, doing doing audiobook one before Christmas, hopefully, and then back to number three for for a release later this year, later later next year. But yeah, book two is available. Brilliant. Now I'm also uh, a Conan Doyle fan. And I like Sherlock Holmes. And and yep. another thing that reminded me in as I was as I'm going through your book is you do wonderful illustrations and you do them yourself, don't you? Yeah. They reminded me very much of the old uh, um, newspaper illustrations that accom- that accompanied Conan Doyle's original stories in the paper in the Strand magazine. And and those they're, they're wonderful line drawings, but they're beautiful. You're very gifted in that area too. Yeah, again, I, I think that was just a passion of mine. I used to, my teenage years, I sort of spent in my bedroom just doodling um, and drawing, and I did the art GCSE art A level. So that again is something that I really love to do, and and just thought this is the moment to sort of put that into practice. I mean, um, sort of ironically, there there was one that drawing for every chapter originally, and then I did so much editing and moving around. Um, you can see the results of the of the of the re-engineering of the book because now probably less than a third of the chapters have have a title a title drawing just because it's shifted around so much. But um, it's good to to have you know to to be able to do the drawings and to include them. And uh, I hope to make that more sort of as I develop the content around around the book and the website. Um, I'll be doing more of those drawings to add to that. In the in the future books, does that do they also in, uh, feature Isambard? Is he a, a continuing character or is it something? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's his story. So um, you know, we get to the end of book one, and and we think we're done. But then there's the, the hint of of uh, the the malicious forces having survived. You know, the the inevitable climax. Uh, yeah, book two begins probably six months later with one of the key characters having having discovered magic has become quite adept herself at, at the magic and and. Um, and of course, the malevolent forces are, are pushing buttons again and, and making a nuisance of themselves. So Isambard is thrust into the into the limelight again. Uh, so yeah, it's Isambard all the way. This is the the kind of um, the, the the odyssey of, of Isambard in his young years. One of the things that um, that we should also mention is the fact that you got in touch with me because of Lauren Grierson. But she's got a YouTube channel called Lauren Learns History, and she mm. she features. Isambard, and I'm, I mentioned how famous she's been on the on the launch pad, and I mentioned how how much I appreciate uh, Brunel's work, and so she introduced us to to another. So I hope at the end of this wonderful series, Isambard is seen to be um, half as much in in your novels a hero as he in my heart as he is 
in real life because yeah. I'm just amazed how much that man's done. And thank you, Lauren, if you're listening. Thank you for introducing us to Robert. And, um, of course, if there's other things that uh, that that um, you do, Robert, in your, in your work, in your you, as the books continue, do come back on the launch pad. And, uh, Absolutely love to, yeah. And parents, if you if we're, we're approaching Christmas, won't be long. If you've got someone in your family who's a teenager and um, is is into these sorts of books, you know, get get this book because it's really worth worthwhile. Um, if people want to buy the book, Robert, where do they get them from? Well, I guess the 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 one click option is to go to Amazon, where you'll find um, both both books on on paperback and and ebook. Um, but I do a kind of a personalised gift set where I sign it and do a dedication, include a hand drawn bookmark and a postcard if you wish to go to sort of the gold level um, on my website. So if you want to have something a bit special and personalised for your for your whoever you're giving the gift to, even yourself, of course. Um, then come along to the website. So that's just my name, robertgeedy.com, and uh, should be able to follow uh, from there. There we are, parents. What an amazing book. I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and I'm sure your children will too. Robert, thank you for your time today. Thank you for this wonderful book. Uh, we're going to make sure that it's at Dogsthorpe Infants because even though our children are a bit too young for it, we've got teachers with older children and uh, the teachers might want to read it as well because uh, I think that it's an important it's an important book and it picks up uh, the life of Isambard, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there's plenty of starting points for good discussion with the kids in various directions. So um, yeah, it's definitely a good asset for for teachers. And I, I'm doing a bit of work trying to build some resources for teachers o- over time. So do come check out the the website and uh, should find something there. Captain Dave and Eddie will be back again soon with another launch pad. They'll have more great guests, more places to see, and more interesting things to share on the learning journey. So be kind, be respectful, and always remember to dream, believe, and shine. This podcast is brought to you by Eddie Edster, the Dogsthorpe Infant School Wellbeing Dog. This delightful Cavalier King Charles Spaniel offers hugs, paw shakes and high fives to help children of every age to dream, believe and shine.